Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. We hope you enjoy this episode and we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where we aim to give you critical and relevant leadership concepts to help you along your journey. But before we dive in, we would love for you to download those show notes and follow along. I'm Scott, and I'm here with the one who makes this all possible, Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. Mo, how are we doing today? Hey, Scotty. Uh, Doing good. It's always good to be talking about leadership. Let's do it. All right. So, Mo, you know that I'm a pretty big cinematic fan, and I finally had the opportunity to watch a great film that's been on my list for quite a while, and it's called The Founder. Uh, It's the story of Ray Kroc and how he influenced McDonald's, which is the world-famous restaurant, to become the McDonald's that we know and see today. So Kroc discovers that the McDonald's brothers have created a really first-of-its-kind fast food restaurant. The brothers have figured out how to be extremely efficient while producing good food. The core of the film highlights how Kroc really becomes the catalyst and or kind of uh, like a missing piece that pushes McDonald's into franchising which in turn inevitably results in the restaurant becoming the mogul that it is today. Uh, The McDonald's brothers had a really fascinating vision to create a whole new system for the restaurant, and it was different from really what anybody else was doing at that time. But even with that revolutionary type system in place, the brothers' vision um, was limited beyond that initial restaurant. When Kroc kind of first steps foot into that restaurant, he recognizes not only how innovative their system was, but really saw what it could become. He recognized that in order to become more, change really had to occur. So Kroc ends up going into partnership with the McDonald's brothers, um, but the film really kind of emphasizes that battle back and forth between these two mindsets. So that mindset of, of being open to change and the opposite of that, the other being resistant to change. And that's really kind of the concept that we're gonna end up focusing on today is developing that change mindset. So Mo, what is kind of that first action step for leaders in developing a change mindset? Yeah, uh, by the way, gr- great opening, great movie. <clears throat> Ray Kroc is just, um, he's just uh, a game changer. And if you haven't either seen that movie or read the book about McDonald's, which it's on our top 50, you really need to do that. So when we talk about developing a change mindset, the first thing that you want to do is you want to identify common obstacles to change. And so you may have heard the saying by uh, the saying by a Greek philosopher named uh, Heraclitus, and he once said that the only constant in life is change. And even though we don't have a ton of his work, but we only kind of have fragments, I bet a lot of our listeners um, have heard what has been said by him and others, which is everything changes and nothing remains still, and you cannot step twice into the same stream. And I love that because it gets it gets really deep, right? And so as I was thinking about what that means, really what, what I decided is we have to recognize common obstacles that individuals or organizations face when they're making changes. And so, for instance, fear of failure, right? Let's just take that. If you focus on the aspect of fear, which is fear of judgment, meaning uh, a lot of people feel what others are going to think about them or, you know, what if I fail? What if I do something and it doesn't go the right way? They're, they're always wor- worried about, you know, being seen as incompetent and capable or, 
you know, they don't want to be a disappointment to others. None of us want to be a disappointment to others. And so one of my mentors once told me years ago, and this is great, uh, and he was really successful. And he said, Mo, don't worry about what others are thinking about you because they are not thinking about you at all. <laughs> they're, they're too busy thinking about, about themselves. So, hmm. you know, why should we even care about what people think, right? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I think in reality, we, sh- we shouldn't. <laughs> so I, I know that's easy, you know, for me to, to sit here and, and say that we shouldn't. Uh, but I also recognize how difficult it is to, to put that into practice. Right. So you you constantly tell me to keep this mentality uh, so much so, so that I have actually tried to verbalize it in those situations. Hmm. So I'm not actually yelling at the person that I do not care what they have <laughs> right. to say. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's one of those things that whether I mouth it or, or kind of say it under my breath, just as a reminder um, that it can really be sort of that obstacle, but to help myself kind of come and overcome that. Right. So, I mean, if if you take it to the next step, you know, there's a resistance to change that a lot of us have, right? And so uh, Les Brown wrote in Live Your Dreams, he said, "A, a young man was walking down the street and he happened to see an old man sitting on his porch. Next to the old man was his dog who was whining and whimpering. The young man asked the old man, you know, what's wrong with your dog? And the old man said, well, he's lying on a nail. And the young man said, lying on a nail? Well, why doesn't he just get up? And the old man replies to him, well, it's not hurting bad enough. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are experiencing the comfort of status quo. Even if the current set, uh, situation it isn't ideal, a lot of people feel it's a lot more comfortable to stay with it because that's familiar. And change can disrupt the familiar patterns that we have or the routines that people have or they've developed over years and that can be uncomfortable. So I guess the question for our listeners is this. What's the rusty nail in your life? Because when it's bad enough, trust me, you're going to make the change. That's a really great metaphor. So change uh, can definitely be something that is incredibly uncomfortable uh, pretty much most of the time. (laughs) As someone who likes being comfortable, so you're constantly reminding me of the growth that I can experience while I'm in that uncomfortability. So what what a great insight. So Mo, what is that kind of third obstacle uh, to developing a change mindset? The third obstacle is adapting to new situations. And of course, when you decide to get off the rusty nail and now you're in a new predicament, right? You're you're, you're in a new situation. And and here's a couple of challenges to consider. When you've decided to make that change and the first is the social challenges, meaning adapting to a new situation is going to involve meeting new people, building new relationships, learning new social norms. And this can be difficult for people, for instance, who are introverted, shy, they, they struggle with social anxiety. But if you fall into that category, don't worry, take heart. Uh, two of my, my greatest mentors are very highly introverted. Both of them have struggled in, in a lot of situations as they were growing up and growing in their own leadership abilities. And one of them actually said that for a time, he said, Mo, I couldn't even lead a small group in quiet prayer. <laughs> now, now, now you should see this guy. He is a leader of, of hundreds and thousands, actually, of, of people. And I still look to him as an example of one of the strongest leaders that, that I know today. All that to say, there's really no excuse when it comes to leadership, right? Whether you're extroverted or introverted, you're going to have your challenges. So you need to do what you can do to make those changes in those social situations. Also, there's going to be emotional challenges, 
Adapting to new situations can be emotionally challenging, especially if a new situation is associated with a major life change. So think about those major life changes, uh, relationship changes, getting a new job, things like that. Th those are gonna cause you to experience uh, good feelings or, or grief, fear. There's a lot of difficult emotions with all those things that come along. And you need to learn how to adjust mm. to those new situations. Yeah, definitely. So as someone who uh, has experienced a major life change by picking up and moving halfway across the country to a new job, I can definitely attest to both the social and emotional challenges that, that an individual can, can face. Right. Uh, but really, since I've been on this leadership journey with you, it's become so much easier to see those challenges as opportunities to grow. And I really think that mindset makes it easier to adapt to those new situations. So we've talked about and covered a lot of things as concerning kind of identifying those common obstacles and or barriers to change. So what is that next action point for our leaders? The next action point is to increase your learning agility. And if the word agility means to think and react fast, then learning agility is one's ability to continue learning and meaning getting better at learning. So this means learning uh, actually learning to learn faster, more efficiently, and in such a way that it can help others because that's what leadership's all about. And remember, it, it's all about living life and looking at everything through the leadership lens. So mm -hmm. learning agility is crucial uh, for successful leaders because a lot of people don't fully understand what it means or how it can actually benefit them. That that makes sense, but I, I think this is going to be one of those simplify the complexity moments. So <laughs> uh, learning agility can, can seem a little bit complicated. So what does learning agility really mean and how can it benefit us as leaders? Right. Yeah. Great question. Well, learning agility can help leaders grow and adapt in, you know, in, in any number of ways. But here's just here's just a few quick ones. You know, you can increase your problem solving skills. That's what leaders do. We are here to solve problems. If there were no, if there were no problems, there wouldn't be a need for, for leaders. You would just have a, a team or, or an office at work and everybody just get things done. But that's just not how we are. So <laughs> we need others who are leading us and who are, are taking us to the next level wherever we're at mm. to help us to be you know, problem solving. And if we become those problem solvers, it's going to increase our learning agility. Second thing that you can do is improve your ability to collaborate. Do not go it alone. A lot of people think, man, I want to be a, I want to be a rock. I want to be kind of a, a, an island. I want to do this all on my own. Do not do that. The best leaders are collaborators because if you don't have anybody with you on your team, then you're not leading anything, right? And so, a third thing might be this, to navigate the complex and uncertain situations. One of my favorite uh, authors says that the higher the uncertainty in a situation, the higher the clarity needs to be. And if you want to navigate complex and uncertain situations, you need to become more clear. And so let's break that down a bit. Um, if we want to increase problem solving skills, do this. Seek out different situations that are challenging. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone and start to, to apply those problem-solving skills. And also to increase problem-solving skills, practice creativity and think outside the box. Okay, whatever you're going to do, think of something else. I mean, this might be as simple as if you usually take one, one way home, 
Take another way, right? Don't get on autopilot. Same thing with with the way that we do leadership. So what about improving um, your ability to collaborate? If you want to collaborate better, you have to become a better communicator. Learn how to communicate effectively. Good communication is key to effective collaboration. And you need to learn how to be clear and concise when you tell your ideas to others. Because if you want people to listen actively to you, you need to give them perspectives worth hearing, which is going to in turn help you build trust. And once you learn how to build trust, it's going to help you to collaborate more. And so for the third thing, if you want to be better at navigating complex and uncertain situations... Just gather information, right? A lot of people say that the more information that you have, the, the, better, uh, the better ability you have to help a situation and help others in that situation. So get that information. But once you have that information and you think you know exactly what you're doing, stop right there because you got to have to learn how to be flexible, right? We, we talked about that in an earlier podcast. Well, uncertain situations cause us to have to increase our flexibility, You have to be open to new ideas and you have to be willing to change your approach if the one that you're taking is not working the way that that you want it to. But lastly, Scott, I'd say this. Always stay positive. As a leader, as leaders, our job is to stay positive in those uncertain situations because things things get stressful. Things get get anxious. And and when, when you're anxious and you are stressed out, you better believe that your team is as well. So, Focus on finding solutions, remain, you know, high spirits and just, you know, look towards the future. Surround yourself with positive people and always look to others, your colleagues, your mentors, your friends, for those people to speak into your life and make you better. Yeah, those are some really great action steps. So that last part, that stay positive, uh, it's so easy, I feel like, to to sit in the negative. Mm-hmm. It just it's it just seems so second nature to sit in that. So yeah, that staying positive one really, really hits home. So, but with all those notes, it's it's really a good thing that we have uh, actual show notes for this. Uh, this show. <laughs> so. da- download the show notes. <laughs> so, uh, so so far we've kind of talked about the uh, common obstacles and/or kind of barriers to change, and then kind of went a little bit more in depth, really discussing that um, learning agility. So, right. Mo, what's kind of that fine or third and, and and final point for today? Yeah, the third and final point for today is this: implement a change mindset. It's one thing to recognize the importance of a change mindset and learning agility, but it's another thing entirely to develop these skills. And so what are some of the concrete strategies and techniques to try to become more comfortable with that development of a growth mindset? Well, here's a couple. You want to learn how to practice mindfulness. And one way to practice that mindfulness in situations is sometimes you just need to take a deep breath, right? How many of us have been told in situations, hey, don't just jump in and do the first thing when, when things go go awry. Step back, look at the situation, take a couple deep breaths, and then move towards what's going to help you to make better decisions. And a lot of us, right, have these smartwatches now that'll actually tell us when we when we need to, to step back and, and take those deep breaths, right? And so to practice this technique, um, just you know, just pause, slow down, take a few deep breaths, you know, inhale, imagine yourself. Now, calm and peaceful, and, and trust me, it's really going to change the way that you approach a situation and, and repeat the, this process until it becomes natural and, and normal for you. Because the simple mindfulness practice can help you to respond more calmly and more thoughtfully to difficult situations at work. 
and even at home. It, it'll, it'll make your, your, your home life better as well. And it can also help you to feel more grounded and centered throughout the day. And so with this practice, this technique can become a natural part of your daily routine and it can help you stay focused and more productive, especially at work. Hmm. Who would have thought that something so simple and easy like breathing um, could have such yeah. a powerful effect? <laughs> I mean, I guess it does keep us alive. So It, it does. <laughs> uh, what you said, though, in that last part about uh, mindfulness really kind of got me thinking about who who do I know in my life that exerts mindfulness? And, and thinking kind of through that, it, it would honestly be pretty tough to follow or navigate change with someone who isn't mindful. So I know that I personally don't want to be that type of leader, and I know more than likely our listeners also don't want to be that. Uh, so breathing just, again, something simple, so easy that we can all immediately put into practice. So I know, as you said, you know, take a deep inhale. I, I inhale deeply, and so I feel more centered right now. So that's really nice. So uh, I know that you have two other ways, though, that you uh, or that I should say we can work on implementing uh, a change mindset. So kind of let's let's hear those. Yeah, so the second would be, you know, to seek out new learning opportunities. And so in the Army, there's a saying that we're taught, and it's it's taught very early, and it's this, you are your best career manager. And what this means is that nobody cares about your career as much as you do. And I think that's true in general. Nobody, uh, you know, wh- whether you're at work or, or, or with other people, you know, if, if I'm hungry, I'm thinking, man, I, I, I'm going to get a burger. Maybe then I'll, I'll ask God. Um, But I'm not necessarily thinking about, I wonder if Scott's hungry, you know? And so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are focusing on our growth and a practical strategy that we can do to implement that that mindset of change at work is to focus on growing and learning. And this means adopting that growth mindset and a belief that your abilities and your talents can be developed through hard work, learning, perseverance, and if you want to implement this strategy, you can start by setting goals. There's that word again, right? Goals. And, and when you do that and you seek those opportunities to learn and grow and you put goals in front of them, it has something for you to look at. And it's almost tangible. And that might include taking on new projects, attending training sessions, workshops, whatever. And especially, you always want feedback from your mentors and your colleagues. And thirdly and last, um, you want to ask for feedback from others always ask for feedback. And the reason it's important to ask for that feedback is because your performance at work is going to, one, provide you valuable insights, but when somebody helps you to see that, it's going to make you improve those skills, find out what you're doing well, what you're not doing well, which is going to allow you to see situations differently as you continue on with them. And so, Seeking that feedback can, can also do this, and this is, this is really key. It's going to help you build stronger relationships with your colleagues, with your supervisors, and by demonstrating a willingness to learn and grow. So when others see that you want to learn and grow, they're more apt to want to help you do that. When you're seeking their help, People are going to say, yeah, I've got, a, I've got, Scott, I've got a lot of ways that you can get better. I'd love to tell all of them, right? <laughs> and so really seek that out. And it shows that you're invested in your job and you're committed to do your best work. Mm, absolutely. So two things really stood out to me in that last section. First of which, yes, I'm, I'm more than likely always hungry. Um, you should know that <laughs> by now. But, absolutely. Uh, just that part about feedback. So it has me thinking, uh, actually two days ago, I, I received my my email to begin the performance evaluation process. We're just in that season and and maybe others are too. Uh, But I really think a lot of people struggle with receiving feedback, mainly because 
it, it can really hurt that ego uh, sometimes or, or a lot of the time. Sure. Um, but I really do like how this action step puts us in um, uh, the driver's seat, really. Uh, it's never easy to receive rough criticism, but when we're in that driver's think- seat, I, I really think that our perspective can change when we proactively seek out that feedback. And overall, I feel like if we do that, it can honestly make it easier for both those giving the feedback and receiving the feedback. Do you think I'm far off or do you agree? No, I, I think I think you're right on track. And in fact, seeking that feedback is important because if you want to hit that professional growth and that development, um, this is really going to get you moving towards that. It's going to give you those valuable insights. It's going to help you identify areas for improvement. It's going to help you build those relationships. And people are going to see that, and they're going to see that you are serious about your personal growth. Yeah, man. So we're, we're kind of running short on time, but what a great episode. So uh, with especially with my performance evals coming up, this might be one of those episodes <laughs> that I go back and listen to uh, again in the coming weeks here. So, um, But uh, before we go, Mo, you got any final thoughts for our listeners today? I do. I mean, always remember this. You know, never go it alone. I said that a little bit earlier on. So surround yourself with like-minded people who share your commitment to develop and, and, and want you to, to really implement that, that change mindset. Seek out those opportunities to collaborate with others and remember that others will support you if you want to become better in your professional development. And by adopting a change mindset and focusing on learning and development, you'll be able to create a culture of growth at work that's going to inspire others to embrace new ideas and approaches, and it's just going to make everybody better. So this can lead to more creativity, innovation, productivity, and the like. So of course, none of this stuff is easy, but that's why it's so important. So give it a shot, make the change in your mindset, and watch those around you get better as you get better. And really, that's what leadership's all about. Amen. Uh, Well, we've officially run out of time, so that brings us to the end of this episode. So if you guys enjoyed listening today, we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe, and do not forget to share. Uh, Thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Make sure you visit us at rtclc.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out. And share with others so they don't miss out.